Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays, Elwood City Limits listeners. Here's a little something special for you when you're kicking back and relaxing and enjoying the holiday, whatever you may be celebrating. We wanted to give you something a little special to enter into your feed. This, I guess, will be coming in on uh, on Christmas Eve, all ready for you to, you know, sit down, grab a glass of whatever, uh, eat your Christmas dinner, your holiday dinner, whatever it is, and then, uh, well, you can watch other other animated characters eat as well. <laughs> will Young here, along with my co-host Lucas Mancini. Lucas, are you in the Christmas mood? Uh, I am. I am in the Christmas mood. I'm um, filled with joy and merriment. Excellent. That's what we're. That's what we're looking for here. Because, in case you didn't read the title, we're going to be doing what is going to be. I mean, to date, our last Arthur commentary for all of the Arthur specials beforehand. The one-hour Arthur specials. We have done commentaries, which usually go up to patreon.com slash Elwood City Limits first, but we thought, well, first of all, it's Christmas. We want to give you something a little special, and the patrons this year are going to be getting a different commentary, and we'll have posted about that on our social media. We'll let you figure that out, but what we're going to be talking about today, what we're going to be talking through, is an Arthur Thanksgiving. Now, I know this isn't exactly as on the nose as Arthur's Perfect Christmas was a couple of years ago, but, I mean... Uh, there's turkey, there's yeah. gatherings of people, there's uh, exactly. a good feeling in the air. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's Christmas like. And what better gift could we give to our listeners than taking you back in time uh, before the Omnicron variant was uh, uh, running rampant uh, to the far flung past of Thanksgiving? Exactly. I I I want to I want to think about anything besides this. So maybe we'll try and keep those to a minimum. So I I do want to remind you, of course, that as on the free feed, there are a lot more ECL commentaries that you can choose from, including a commentary for Arthur's Perfect Christmas. I believe we put that up December 2019. So if you haven't if you haven't watched Arthur's Perfect Christmas this year and you want to listen to our commentary for that. Go right ahead. But this one is brand new. This is the one we're offering you this year. So, of course, this is a syncable commentary track. Lucas and I have the video ready to go. So here's how it's going to work. We are starting We and this particular edition of an Arthur Thanksgiving. We're not going to watch the Arthur title. We've seen that a million times. The first image on my screen, and I believe on Lucas's screen as well, is the smiling mouth of what appears to be a goat. And that's yeah, how a this- goat. Trying to eat some grass or something. And that's how this special starts. So as long as you meet us around there, what we're going to do is we are going to give you instructions to sync it up with us as we watch in real time. So what I will do is I will give you this countdown. Three, two, one, go. And on go, you press play, we press play, and we watch together. So remember, three, two, one, and go. And Lucas, are you ready to watch an Arthur Thanksgiving? I am, you know, I get to play at home because I also have to time this play button this time. So, uh, I'm I, I wait with bated breath. So once again, we wish you and yours a happy holiday. Sit down with us and watch an Arthur Thanksgiving, and don't forget to check out our other commentaries. A lot of them are available on the free feed. Everything else available at Patreon.com/slash/ElwoodCityLimits. But for now, here comes your countdown: three, two, one, go. So this is, Lucas, this is the last 
piece. This is the last Arthur one-hour special, unless they have any plan for us in the upcoming final season in 2022. Which I wouldn't be surprised by, you know, send it out with, like, a longer special. Um... Arthur's not lying when he says, look at all these new faces. I don't recognize any of these people. Now, don't worry. Some of these you're not meant to recognize off the bat. This isn't a case of where we're coming in and being like, well, well, who's this firefighter guy? Who's this guy? We're meant to be a little confused here. Um, I, As usual with these ones, I watched this before. Lucas, this is your first time ever watching this, right? That's right. I'm going in cold. DW looks uh, possessed in that photo that Arthur was pulling up. <laughs> uh, a rare, uh, you know, generations of the Reed family here. I always like how they kind of add new stuff to the timeline every year. Adi- yeah, adding new Reeds to the family tree. We need like a, a Reed family tree a la the Scooby-Doo one with all the extended do's. You know, Scoobert do Yankee Doodle-Doo. Scooby-Dumb. Yeah, Scooby-Dumb. How could I forget Scooby-Dumb? So yeah, I mean, uh, you're. Uh, I know that. Not to. No, I I promised we wouldn't dwell on this, but Lucas, are you going to be able to have your regular Christmas celebrations this year? I don't know. I hope so. We're sticking into the house uh, for now because uh, all the cases keep going up of the Omicron. Omicron. I think it's Omicron. Unicron. Um. Either way. Uh, we're staying home for now, and, and even with the new gathering limits, it seems like we'll be able to get together for Christmas, but, uh, just gotta be a little bit careful. I braved a line for rapid tests today. Um, they, they were giving out the take-home tests, and the line went all the way around the Nova Center, which is, uh, the longest I've ever seen it, uh, for testing. So that was pretty crazy. So I'm glad, I'm glad I got, oh, excuse me. I'm glad I got tests when I did, because I wasn't sure if I was gonna be able to, uh, uh, to get some later on, you know what I mean? I feel like people are going to start hoarding those take-home tests. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I know I'm a little bit down on the Flash animation, but I do appreciate the speed with which we get to see Dad Reed do all of his, like, Thanksgiving elite-tier cooking here. Mm. I know. The Flash, it's so... I wonder... I-, I wish I knew a little bit more about animation, because as to I'm to understand, the kind of rigid... Uh, paper doll motion of flash animation is a product of, of people using motion tweens yes. um, to fill in the in-between frames. And I just, I, I, it seems to be that there is a way to do stuff in flash that doesn't look like that. It's just a lot more time and resource intensive. I think so. And I don't, again, I also am not an animator. I don't want to assume. Oh, the, Lucas, this had my attention. Look at this. Cheesy bacon Brussels sprouts. And DW's like, black, And I'm like, are you crazy? That's, I know. That looks amazing. In media, kids are always portrayed as not liking Brussels sprouts. But I uh, I kind of always liked Brussels sprouts. It's like a solid vegetable. Yeah. It's like, it's not quite as bad as broccoli slander. Because broccoli is not only one of the most inoffensive vegetables there is, but also like one of the best if you do it right. Yeah, I, I, I think Brussels sprouts are kind of like a hidden gem, whereas broccoli is often uh, unearnedly... It, 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 the, the kind of vitriol um, shot against broccoli is unearned. Also, when did the reeds get so many plants? Look at all those succulents on their window. Oh, I, I, I wasn't looking at the plants. Good eye. This is a, the, the, see, this is why I need you for these specials, Lucas. You always manage to find things observe things a little bit better than mm. I was. Although I will admit, I was watching this while I was uh, while I was uh, wrapping presents. Ah. You get all your wrapping done? 
I did. I have. And I might be getting one, uh, a, a package right around Christmas. So there might be one more. But Mm-mm. so far, everything is a-okay. Yeah, I am all done as well, which is a I like getting done early. It's a lot off my mind. Though I'm not like your wife, Jenna, who seems to do their Christmas shopping, if Twitter's to be believed, in like August. That's very impressive. Yeah, th- uh, she got she got she started her Christmas shopping back in like July, I think, and it was a it was a stiff wind coming from my side mm. of the couch as I was just like, "Great, I'm so happy that you did that." <laughs> I didn't start until the first week of December. Uh. Thoughts on the Reed's wallpaper? I, I I don't know why I haven't commented on this before. I assume it's the same one they've always had in their kitchen. But maybe it's because we're seeing it in HD. But I find this to be kind of like an oppressive kind of 70s style uh, hmm. kitchen wallpaper. I don't know. I wouldn't like yellow with like big lines. There are certain shots like this that actually remind me of the Arthur books, like to give to give the flash a little bit of a compliment. Like it reminds it's me, true. like that wide shot of the entire kitchen there. Um, and, and they make it so the wallpaper looks hand drawn to an extent. Like it looks like it was drawn with like a colored pencil or something, where it's not like yeah. a filled in line. There's like imperfections in the line or what have you. The the special, I think, what's the best word? Scavenges maybe like a couple of like previously used like way back when Arthur plots one of them is pal eats everybody's food and pal is accused of eating food which we've used in a couple of different episodes I also want to say here it might be tough for you to hear Lucas but uh like physically not for me to say it's not like controversial or anything I'm not crazy about the way that Nemo's voice evolved I miss the is it the same guy I don't know exactly. I should have looked that up. But Nemo's voice, I mean, it's, the voice sounds similar enough, but it it's not as, like, oily and slinky as mm. Nemo was the first couple of times. It's oh, yeah. a little bit more uh, f- flamboyant, I guess I'll say. Uh, Nemo, interesting. I'll have to listen closer if he talks again. Uh, Nemo has always been a bit of a priss, but he's also kind of... Yeah, he's also kind of an asshole as well. That's what I love about him. He has a bit of a he has a bit of a low key edge about him. L O K I. Nemo be a evil Doctor Fraser Crane type. <laughs> yes. All right. Yeah. That's not that's not bad. It's something I not to be not to sound too reddity, but uh, given that it's the holiday season, I of course did my yearly watch of Die Hard. Oh, yeah. uh, and an analysis that I, I happened upon this year that, and forgive me because this is going to sound really obvious, but something I, I, I was really fun about the movie this year was like, you know, Hans Gruber is such a like hoity-toity, like he likes the finer things in life. He's talking about like classic literature. He's talking about expensive Italian suits. And that's contrasted with John McClane being sort of this rough around the edges you know, high school educated kind of mm-hmm. working class guy, which is a dynamic that I hadn't really thought about uh, until this year's watch. You know, now that you mention it, and I, and I look at Pal here, you know, Bruce Willis, 80s, 90s Bruce Willis, does have a bit of a golden retriever uh, look oh, about him. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Might not and be then as... we, would, we, we would cast Alan Rickman as a German shepherd for sure. Not as a cat? Or, I guess, as an evil cat, you're right. 
I mean, a ger- yeah, because he is German. Yeah, that yeah. that does that does make sense. But I don't know. It just seems it seems natural. They're they're nat they're natural rivals, dogs and cats. Okay, the way Pal just licked his lips there when their neighbor arrived, it was yeah. like Pal was gonna eat him. <laughs> also, so pa- why is Dad holding Pal like that? He's like swinging his legs around because he's because he's being accusatory. Pal is accused of eating the Brussels sprouts. It's, yeah. It's just no dog would let you just hold it like that. Like, it would, like, kick away. <laughs> and now we get our appearance here from Bud to be DW's Bud, accomplice. Bud being like, whoa, that's heavy. <laughs> <laughs> dog. I will say, um, I don't know if we will get to it. Uh, they do make mention that specifically George and LaDonna are not in this episode. Like, mm. la- later on we see more of the kids and Mr. Apron's like, George and LaDonna are uh, celebrating Thanksgiving elsewhere with their families. So Bud is here, but not LaDonna. <laughs> George and LaDonna died on their way home to their home planet. <laughs> So this is Aunt Minnie, Lucas. We met, and you yeah. and I met Aunt Minnie in the Rhythm and Roots of Arthur special. I remember Aunt Minnie. This is so. This is the first time we are meeting her. And I did look it up. the way The way that she speaks, it's like it's very much more normal person speech. It doesn't sound like someone putting on a voice. So I thought maybe it was like a special guest star or something, but no, not that I can, not that I can tell it is. It is a voice actor. They hired. Mm. Oh, you're right. He, okay. I I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. It's it's more um like he's like bitchy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. That's a good <laughs> yeah. I, I I agree. For lack of a better he's, term. He's he's very he's very he's very he's very catty. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> Why is Pal British? Now, I don't think we ever talked about that on the episode where Pal t- spoke for the first time. That's a great question. Wh- it's what not... breed is he supposed to be? Is he a British breed? I think he's just a golden retriever. Which, hmm. yeah, no, it never really... He sounds like... Like, it sounds like an early draft of what Mr. Ratburn's voice was supposed to be. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like I've never, I've never really understood that. It just doesn't fit a lot. It, it. I remember. I, I actually watched this one recently. I rewatched um, "Sick as a Dog" from the first season, and there's like a, there's a flashback where Arthur, where it's like Pal kind of has like a baby, like a a version of Arthur's voice that sounds a little bit more like high pitched. It's a little bit more babyish, and to mm. me that that reads better as Pal than as like. Affected British gentleman. Now he's not that British. He'd be, but he's still. Yeah, it. I never really, really liked Pal's voice, as we spoke about in that first episode. That's one of those. That's one of those. That must be like a Reed family. Like you know how, 
you know, for Thanksgiving, some families do like mac and cheese and stuff like that. That must be the cheesy bacon Brussels sprouts must be like a Reed family special. Yeah, you it don't the the it just kind of rolls off the tongue the way they kind of dare you to say it all at once like cheesy bacon Brussels sprouts. Again, return of uh, that weird modern art that the reeds have over their couch. I don't know why I'm so critical of their decorating. <laughs> it this looks time. like it looks like a board game. We, I think we've talked about this before. I compared it to like a Parcheesi board mm. is what it reminds me of. It's rare that we see any interaction between like mom and dad, Reed and pal. Like we don't really have a grip yeah. on what they feel about him. It's and... pretty much Arthur's dog. Yeah. <laughs> this is, okay. Is this a flashback? Is Pal more of a puppy in this episode? He seems smaller than Nemo. So I don't know about the size. He did wriggle out of his leash, so he doesn't have it for a lot of this special. So, and that and that's kind of like to me that's the signifier of like before when Pal was really young. They've done that a couple he, of times where they flash back and like Pal doesn't have his leash yet, so he's still like a puppy in training. Hmm. But th- but this is this is supposed to be like modern. This is supposed to be like normal Arthur timeline. I don't know the t- the Tibbles menacing Nemo like that is, re- I really <laughs> really gives me the heebs. Yeah, if you're a little uh, animal, the last thing you want to see is turning a corner and the and the Tibbles cackling. It's just like it's very ominous. Yeah, it's like you know they their their monkey shines or something that we've had to deal with this for this <laughs> whole time, and now it's just like um, okay, but now like if when you add live animals into the mix, then it starts to get a little bit darker. Someone should do a shining parody where it's like Danny rolling around the the Overlook Hotel, and he turns the corner, and it's like the two Tibbles instead of the two twins. Dw Dw Torrance and the two uh, mm. yes, the Tibble twins. I forget. The the oh the the Grady family yeah, dude don't get, don't get, don't get me down the road to doing like the Arthur version of The Shining. I won't come back up for air. Whose house is this? Is this Bud's place? Mm, I think this might just be a house. I don't know if anybody lives here. I will also say it's probably easier with the flash animation to. Um, like, produce different types of houses. Like, I imagine that, you know, Pal and Nemo went on this big chase through this neighborhood, and I wonder if it would have been a lot harder to hand animate, like, different types of houses from different angles, whereas with the flash animation, maybe it's easier to make different types of houses and then just insert them. I don't know. I might be talking on my butt, but it's it feels like we got more of a cut of the neighborhood than we yeah. did than we ever have before. And I, again, I want to, to the, to flash animations credit. It could be the flash animation. It could just simply be because it's a special and they, they have more time for that kind of stuff. Right? Like, yeah, maybe a bigger um, budget too. Yeah. Whereas when you're making a regular season, you probably work with what you got in terms of background assets for lack of a better term. Yeah. That's a good point. I just want to confirm here. 
So this is the second most recent Arthur special. We did, uh, we, of course, we talked about Arthur's first day on Patreon, and this is the second most recent. This came out last November. November, I should say, November 2020, for anybody listening in the future. Mm, I would like an empanada. What's an empanada? I don't know if I've ever had one. Uh, let me just double check to make sure that it's what I think it is. Empanada. DW with the Easy Bake Oven here. Yeah, an empanada. Uh, it's like a it's like a turnover. So picture like an apple turnover. Yep. Um, but it's like filled with like uh uh, it's basically like a Spanish version of a um, what's it called a uh. uh samosa oh i love samosas but it's filled with like ground beef hmm. and mexican spices peas potatoes oh that sounds really good i want one too there's a south american place at uh in halifax cafe aroma or something and they okay. have good south south american food i think they would have empanadas You ever okay? So I assume like the thing that makes this episode Thanksgiving, besides the big dinner that they're gonna have at the end that we already saw, um, is this parade, which is of course a callback to, well, just the Thanksgiving tradition in general of parades, but also the Thanksgiving parade, uh, the Macy's Thanksgiving parade. Is that something you've ever watched? Have you ever been a big parade guy? So I was. This is funny. <laughs> Jen and I were watching Jingle All the Way yesterday so mm. i've got parades on my mind a little bit I, I parades are always something nice to keep on in the background i always appreciate that when i used to go to my mom when i used to live at my mom's for christmas or when i used to visit there a good thing to turn on on christmas day is the disney parade because it's just on in the background ah. sometimes you see people you recognize and you can tune in and tune out at your leisure now macy's thanksgiving day parade i may have caught a little bit of it i don't exactly remember um but yeah, no, it's uh, it's very rare that I I mean, especially these days. But I haven't been out to many parades. <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> Mr. Crosswire coming in like he's John Laurinaitis. JBL, dude. It, it, yeah, it, or in his long haul friggin' uh, he's got his long horn rather, not long haul, his long horn whip. <laughs> this is crazy. This is some the really this, hat. This is some real Buddy Garrity image right here uh, what about you lucas uh, parades uh i don't know parades are okay i think like i've outgrown my going to a parade in person uh yeah. age but uh i've been in a couple parades uh, really well yeah just working in radio like when i was on the street team for some stations oh around God. here i've been in parades and that was really fun because that was like i want to say that was circa like 2017 2018 and so I, all you back then, you know, all you the, the dabbing was big. Do you remember dabbing, Will? <laughs> I do. The, Lucas, I'm so sorry. You, I completely forgot. I also used to be in parades because of radio. Yeah. Um, that's actually, and you reminded me of one of my uh, fondest memories was going through in the radio station cruiser and doing like, you know, so there's like, you know, the dab, there's the cross-up dab where you go from arm to arm, and then there's like mm, the mm. the high-speed dab where you just go back and forth. I remember yes, a kid yes. I remember a kid did that to me one time, and it was so funny. 
So when I was on the parade, like the Christmas parade for the radio station here, I was just high speed dabbing the whole time, much to the delight of the children in a uh, who in audience in attendance. That's so, awesome. Um, yeah, there's not a lot of fun excuses to dab anymore, Will. It's kind of become a little bit passe. Yeah, we kind of went through that as a culture. I don't like the way this dog looks. I was gonna. I was actually gonna say I like the way that they animate this dog. The kind <laughs> of, I, I especially like that little thing where she turns around and kind of does that little hop, that playful hop. I've seen dogs do that. I don't know. There's something about this dog that doesn't look like the other. It, it looks like you could tell it's from a new Arthur episode. There's something about it where. When we've seen regular animals in Arthur before, they have a kind of a distinct look, and this doesn't look like one of them. It looks like this dog got sucked out of Martha Speaks and got dropped into yeah. this show. I, th- I, I, I understand what you're saying. I think it's the eyes. The eyes are, like, weirdly mm. rectangular. Whereas like, you got just a lot of dot eyes, you know, with Pal and Arthur and what have you. Look at that turkey butt. <laughs> I believe this is a tofurkey. Which, now Wait. that I... Uh, now that what? I've added tofu into my, you don't know what a, you've never heard of a tofurkey? No, I didn't realize they make it in the shape of a turkey. I think you I can. Thought to, I, I thought tofurkey was like, you're using t- tofu to replace the turkey, but they, they've sculpted a, a turkey out of tofu? Okay, time to do a mid-Google search. I mean, I, I always I always figured that tofurkey was in the shape of a, of a turkey. Anyway, what, just, what, I, what anyway. I was what I was gonna say is that I, you know, I've added tofu to my diet this year and I'm enjoying it, and now I'm really curious to try tofurkey after you know after years of you know we were talking about before with broccoli and Brussels sprouts how lots of cartoons kids cartoons are like black tofu was also one of those ones where it's like that's gross like no it's actually really good. Yeah, tofu is one of those foods where it's totally dependent on how you season it, right? Like, of course, tofu is going to be bland if you just have it by itself, but it can be prepared and be quite delicious. Okay, so from my research, uh, they took some artistic license with the tofurkey. Uh, it looks just kind of like a loaf, usually, mm-hmm. and they must have sculpted fake turkey, like, turkey legs onto it, Okay, which is kind of funny. Anyway, I, maybe it's just because it's Thanksgiving, and they were just like, um, it's got to look like a turkey, but it's tofu. So the class is doing a a parade float based on Hickory Dickory Dock, where Arthur is the clock. Ah, my favorite prop. Forget, get out of here, Dragon Ball Z and Sonic the Hedgehog. My favorite property, my favorite IP, Hickory Dickory Dock. I mean, honestly, I can't believe we're not there yet in terms of the Hickory Dickory, the the nursery rhyme cinematic universe. You've got you've got like five to seven films there, easy. You've got Mother Goose, Rumpelstiltskin, uh, Hickory Dickory Dock. Oh yeah, Rumpelstick. I would. Where's the Rumpelstiltskin movie? Come on, Hollywood. You're out of ideas? I want to see a new Rumpelstiltskin adaptation. The Old Woman Who Lived in a Shoe. Well, Rumpelstiltskin... I think Rumpelstiltskin was in at least one of the Shrek movies. Maybe that's the... Maybe that's the nursery rhyme cinematic universe is the Shrek movies. (laughs) 
Well, I like that, that squiggle animation of the mouth snoring. It's a very classic, classic trick. Biggie's easily impressed. <laughs> well, I mean, there is a lot to appreciate about uh, Ed Crosswire's car, but uh, maybe maybe the tires are yeah. kind of low on the list. I like <laughs> I like fish. Period. The name of that. <laughs> the name of that. Just fish. <laughs> See, I'm trying to be more observant this time around so I can keep up with you. They're creepy. The mouse costume's creepy. You think? Oh yeah, Brain. Brain looks like a killer, like a serial killer or something. <laughs> like he looks like like some sort of slasher villain. He does look like one of the killers from Your Next. Now that you mention it. It's interesting. It's interesting to watch here just how much softer Mr. Ratburn is versus like the beginning of the show. Just in term just in terms of like temperament and the way he interacts with the kids. He's it's a big well, old true. Now now that we're not you know hypothesizing about him cutting up children or whatever they thought when he was making those <laughs> dolls, eating nails. Yeah. And we get to see Patrick again. This is this has been a question that I've continued to wonder, and uh, yeah, we get to we get to see Patrick. And this is this is a piece of his character I actually really like. He's better with computers than Mister Ratburn. And by by better with computers, I mean to say he can create like a basic Word document. Yeah, uh, he knows how to I, he knows how to turn them on by himself. Yeah, he can he can attach a JPEG and put text onto a Word document. Anyway, just just glad to see Patrick in other contexts and uh, glad we didn't, you know, just not use that character anymore, which I was a, li a little bit afraid of, but uh, clearly for uh, uh, no reason. This also, I should I should say that um, the um, a lot of the bulk of this kind of second half of the episode where Pal's. Uh, on the run, Arthur's looking for him. Very reminiscent of um, the episode where Arthur loses him at Downtown Day in the in the first yeah. season. Which it's so funny that you bring that up because I was just thinking to myself, I didn't like this storyline then, and I don't really like it now. No, me neither. Uh, one of the one of the season one episodes that I remember going in liking more, and then coming out of it liking it less. I, I watched it again recently. There's there's some good stuff in it, but yeah, the whole the whole thing just kind of didn't really do it for me. And uh, yeah, I'm not uh, not so crazy about it here, like you said, Lucas. God, <laughs> I forgot his name is Gobbler. 
Oh, the turkey the turkey balloon's name is Gobbler, and I just every time they said it, I just a little shut shudder went down my spine. The other, the other thing when we were watching Jingle All the Way the other night that we were talking about is in that movie, there's a Christmas parade on Christmas Eve, and our local holiday parade, the Parade of Lights, is like, you know, easily a month before Christmas, and it's just like, imagine trying to coordinate a parade, like, on the Christmas weekend. Yeah, no, that's, that's, the, the amount of people that are available to volunteer at such a thing, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, granted, at the end of that movie, Arnold Schwarzenegger uses a jetpack, so, you know, not looking for realism there, but it did just make me think of, like, what if the Parade of Lights was this Friday? Ugh. Well, it definitely wouldn't be this Friday because of COVID. Yeah, of course. So they got the wrong ears shipped to them. Instead of mouse ears, they got moose ears, or moose antlers. The way that the, so this this dog shows up throughout the rest of the special. The way he's designed, like again, I was like, is this supposed to be an actor or something? And again, I don't, yeah. I don't think so. It's not supposed to be like a a special guest star or anything. But he looks like he should be. It looks like he's got a human's face on a on a dog. You know, latching onto that comment I made earlier, I feel like they just forgot how to draw dogs. <laughs> Yeah, they, so we're we're two for two with like new dogs and weird faces, and also like the 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 teeth he has. It, it again, it like it registers to me as a human face, and then it's like a human face with all these missing teeth, and I'm like, I don't like this. This is weird. Yeah. Have you ever eaten something and went yum? I'm sure. I, I'm sure I have because <laughs> because Lucas, I'm I'm white. I think I would go. I, I would do the double. I would go yum yum. Oh. I don't think I would ever just go yum though. I've definitely done yummy, but yum. I th- I think I've like I think I've done a yum. It's just it's. <laughs> there's a great series on TikTok of like, uh, like things white people say, and it's like all this like corny 1950s things that you've heard in comics of just like. Mm. You know, stuff stuff like Golly G Yeah. Yeah. Golly G. Let's blow this popsicle stand, you know. Like it almost looks like the dog should be voiced by like Sam Elliott or something, which would make this even better. But unfortunately, he's not.
<laughs> God, it drives me crazy. Like, excuse, I, me, excuse me, aunt, but language is descriptive, not prescriptive. I think you know what I meant. Yeah. I like, I actually, I like Aunt Minnie uh, through a lot of this, but this was the part that both times I'm just like, oh, shut up. Nobody cares. It's, you know, I had too many, I had too many teachers that said the same thing. And like, the, it's like, oh, gotcha. You got me a 10 year old boy. He caught me saying the wrong thing. Good job. If I could go back, if I could go back, uh, obviously I wasn't this bold at the time, but if a teacher had said, uh, I don't know, can you? I'd be like, yo, shut your ass up. I'm about to pee on the floor right now. I'm going to have an accident if I don't go to the bathroom. (laughs) Uh, Next time they try and tell me, you know, can you go to the bathroom? I'd be like, I can right here. You don't let me go. (laughs) Two crackers is what I'm looking at right now. (laughs) It also bothers me that I don't think either of these new dogs get a name. Ooh, meatloaf sandwich. I've never had meatloaf in a sandwich. That's that's sounds pretty good. Is this dog voiced by someone famous? No, I don't think so. Oh, it sounds like what's her name from, um, like Bob's Burgers and and Flight of the Concords. You know who I'm talking about? Oh, Chris, girl Chris, with the high voice, Kristen Schaal. I, I I don't know the name, but uh, I assume no, that's cool. That, no, that's definitely not her. Hmm. She to me, she has a very recognizable voice. Now Arthur just straight up lifting for Mr. Bean. Okay, the name in her doghouse says Petunia. Again, I was watching this originally while I was pack- while I was uh, wrapping presents, so I wasn't looking up all the time. Oh, I love this. This is some classic, you know, Mr. Bean's Christmas style hijinks. Uh, turkey on head and all. Uh, one of the more infamous extended Mr. B in sequences is him getting a turkey trapped stuck on his head. Oh yeah, totally. If you have an old, like usually an older family member who likes the old Mr. Bean, the one that you always lead with is uh, Mr. Bean with the turkey on his head. It's like uh, it's like if you know somebody who likes uh, Canadian author Stuart McLean, you gotta start with Dave cooks the turkey. I mean, she's probably fine. It's like three kilometers an hour. But at the same time, they can't they can't encourage kids to jump off of floats.
True. I don't know why it's so funny. It's so funny to me to see Mr. Crosswire just refer to him by his first name. Like it's just like there's never there's never been a, a time for Mr. Crosswire and Binky to share words. True. Um, and and you'd think it'd call him like Mr. Barnes or something like, or just you like the, young, the, young man. Yeah, the informality is funny. <laughs> right, like he's around his house every week or something. <laughs> That's like um uh uh what's his name? Uh oh god, my brain is really not firing on all cylinders tonight. <laughs> you, you, uh, let me help. Um, what are you trying to think uh, of? Um Ant-Man. Uh Paul Rudd. That's Paul Rudd. It's like Paul Rudd's character in What Hot American Summer when he has to pick up his uh his plates or whatever and he's like, "Oh, I don't want to do it." That sounds funny. I haven't seen Wet Hot American Summer. You've never seen Wet Hot American Summer? I think I tried I... to watch it once and it didn't take. Was it one of the was it the movie or was it was it one of the like Netflix like sequels? Because I... I don't think those are very good, but I, I, I would think that from what I know about your sense of humor, I feel like the movie is is your type of thing. I think it was the movie, but you know, like I didn't I didn't give it an honest try. Like I could I mm. could stand to try again. Also, didn't no, yeah, that, 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 that's one of those properties where I think everything that's come afterwards has kind of gotten uh, a little bit worse, has made it a little bit worse in my mind. Right. But uh, that original movie, I think, is legitimately very funny. Okay. Uh, also, I don't know. I, I, I don't know why this weirded me out when I saw it the first time, but Bud giving uh, Dad Reed a hug. Again, it's just like, I've never seen you two interact. That's mm. like, okay. Get a little bit of Kate talking here. Same same Kate voice, different Kate voice. I think it sounds the same. Just a little bit later on. Lucas, I can't stop looking at this dog's eyes. Ever since you, like, ever since you <laughs> talked about how it doesn't look like other Arthur characters, I can't stop yeah. looking at its weird eyes. It's a weird, weird dog. What's wrong with your dog? What's wrong with your face? Also, where is this crazy San Francisco hill in Elwood City that we've never <laughs> seen before? Yeah, and this dog shelter. This is this is entirely new as well. At least as far as as far ahead in Arthur as we've gotten. Petunia. You got me slobbered. <laughs> I'm going to say that around the uh, dinner table this holiday season. <laughs> when ev- I'm waiting for everyone to <laughs> come sit down with their food, I'll be like, you got me slobbering. <laughs> I'll need a couple drinks in me before I do that, but that shouldn't be a problem around Christmas.
Ah, uh, Pal, Pal is is using his uh, Half-Life 2 puzzle-solving skills <laughs> to solve this situation. Right, with the flash animation comes the uh, the the physical the physical mods. I definitely saw Tofurky when I, I I went to get groceries the other day, and I definitely saw Tofurky in the tofu aisle. So, uh, very I'm very curious to try it. Lol. Maybe this dog's in the pound because he's not too sharp. <laughs> Defective dog. Arthur was just carrying a spaghetti. It was just had a spaghetti noodle on him all day. You know, it's like those memes where it's like the spaghetti fell out of my pocket. Arthur's just <laughs> been, he's been clutching his spaghetti. <laughs> his pockets, his pocket spaghetti. Dang, yeah, we know. melancholy. Those dogs are still in prison. It's like, yes, Arthur's special. Pal has a big heart, in fact. Uh I hate the way the pal says Arthur. 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 Ah! <laughs> yeah, dad, dad, dad read with the thinning hair is really off-putting. Then Arthur with the pimple and the wrong glasses. Thank goodness it was a firefighter who found him and not a police officer because he'd be he'd be dead <laughs> uh, given police officers, uh, you know, track record. There's yeah, a, exactly there's dark bunny. I thought that goat was going to play a bigger role in this episode. Well, Lucas, we're not we're not quite done yet. There's still oh. you're, you're, you're asking a lot of questions here that uh, we're going to we're going to get to that. Don't worry. The benefits of an earlier watch. Yeah. See? Bluebell's a good name for a goat. Stop saying cobbler. Oh, 
Unsubscribe. Dislike. <laughs> we're so far into Arthur that now we're doing vlogs and the peace sign by the eyes. I do like the design of that goat. He looks real friendly. The goat looks better than the dogs. <laughs> I completely agree. This is the lettuce and bacon sandwich. Maybe there's a tomato in there. Maybe it's a BLT. I don't know if I've ever told the story on the pod before, but when I used to work at a coffee shop, we had sandwiches. And did I ever tell the story about the guy who would order a BLT sans? Okay, so picture this in your head, Will. Yeah. BLT, hold the lettuce, hold the tomato, hold the mayo, hold the butter, add ketchup. So just bacon and ketchup? It is a piece of toast with bacon and ketchup, yes. Okay. I mean, it's not a... I mean, I guess... I I, I suppose that was his way around the system. Like, oh, gotcha. It's like, you know, you could just ask for that. I think, like, I imagine you no, could... I mean, I mean, that's what he asked, but also I charged him for a full BLT. Because guess what, brother? If you want to... If you're not looking for a deal, you're not going to find it here. Yeah, yeah. Got to do it. But I don't know. That sounds pretty foul to me. I'm not going to lie. That sounds kind of nasty. Yeah, this is a detail that we wouldn't have gotten in Rhythm and Roots of Arthur is that Minnie was living in France up until very recently. The W kind of turn, turns on a dime here, but I do like Aunt Minnie. She has very, she has very clear boundaries of what she likes and doesn't like, and what she needs. I appreciate. They really, that. they really did capture the like single aunt energy. Everybody's <laughs> got a, like a wacky single aunt, and Aunt Minnie definitely gives off those vibes. She's not very wacky, but she is like her own. She is fiercely her own personality, so I kind of like her. I, I could just see her being way into like Phantom of the Opera. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know that kind of <laughs> aunt vibe. Yes, yes, I, I can see that. Stop saying gobbler. Rather, <laughs> keep saying gobbler more and more. Wish you wouldn't. Mm, agreed. I don't know, despite all the tofurkey stuff... And the parade, and it, maybe it's because the parade is on Thanksgiving is a lot more of an American thing. Yeah. But this really doesn't seem very Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving to me. Well, I mean, that's that's the tough part about making it special around Thanksgiving. I mean, like, like with the Garfield specials, for example, I love the animated Garfield specials, but the Thanksgiving one in my opinion, is easily the weakest because there just isn't as strong of theming as Halloween or Christmas. It's just, mm. you know, it is a time to gather and be together, but I know Americans, I think, put a bit more importance on Thanksgiving, and there's like a whole quote-unquote lore to it. You know, how much you believe in it is up to you. But, um, yeah, it's it's hard to kind of theme around it, especially when it is bordered by two very distinctive holidays. It's also just from a Canadian perspective. I always found it weird how Americans Thanksgiving are so close to Christmas. 
Because, like, you always hear these stories of, like, Americans flying home and stuff. Um, and it's like, you got to fly home and then, like, you hang out two weeks and you fly back? It's a little crazy to me. Yeah, that's a good point. Because we always, we're used to having Thanksgiving basically right around the same time as Halloween. So, October is just, like, the most fall month. And, and, <laughs> it's also not there's not as much emphasis placed on it because it's like, well, we've already got Halloween going on. So there's Thanksgiving, have Turkey get together. It's fine. And then it's, you know, it's really not as big of a deal. She call him a little burrito? Perrito. Oh, perrito. I was going to say, I was like, Arthur Tisk, not every Spanish person talks like that. But <laughs> th- that now it was I who was being ignorant, not the TV show. Le Chef. Sorry, I should stop reacting to it. It just it just hits me like a splash of cold water to the face. Do you think this this predates, you know, the popularization of the term glizzy gobbler? So, now that you bring it up, where did that come from? Like I, we're ta- I, I think I I believe it's like a New York colloquialism. And it means so, hot it means hot dog. People are referring to hot dogs yes. like that, right? Yes. Okay. Cuz I noticed in the last year, people started using that, and I'm like, I, I understand, but I just wonder where it came from. Yeah, New I think York. it's like a, a New York thing. Similar to, it's funny how, how many kind of trends, New York is such an epicenter of Western culture, it seems. Everybody's been saying, bing bong, lately. Oh, yeah, bing bong. Um, even in, like, in the COVID update today, the Nova Scotia government accidentally left the chat on, which was really, yeah. really hilarious. Yes, I saw that. Because they usually turn that off. Um, and even the chat was going bing bong, um, bing bong, Joe Byron. Yeah. Joe Byron. I mean, you'd probably get there faster, but okay. <laughs> For a second, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like uh, Lakewood Elementary has a has a scoreboard. Oh, it's because of Crosswire Motors. They have the this town under their thumb. Oh yeah. This is this does not look like Arthur. This is <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah, it's a little awkward. He's hugging Gobbler. 
Ugh, I'm sorry. After the goat took a bite out of Ed's hat, it really looks like it's made of cardboard. I, I yeah, it turns out the Crossfire Motors couldn't uh, shell out uh, for this whole parade; just really their entry. <laughs> I'm also not a fan of the characters in who have like just the circle eyes. And when you look at them straight on, they they look they look like dolls. Yeah. When they when they kind of Arthur's always had a little bit of Simpsons style weirdness of when you see the characters head on. Yeah, I was, I was just about to say like front facing Simpsons. It's just like I feel like I shouldn't be looking at this. Nice. What would you prefer, Will? Apple or pumpkin? Apple. I'm not a huge pumpkin pie fan. Oh, really? No. Pumpkin pie, one of the better parts of Thanksgiving in my mind. Mm, Sorry. Not really for me. Um, My father-in-law usually does around Christmas. He'll do uh, uh, apple and lemon blueberry meringue, which I love lemon blueberry meringue. So one of the dogs did get adopted. The main, the main dog with the weird face. But the rest of them are going to rot in the clinks. <laughs> yeah, happy Thanksgiving holidays. This is what Happy Holidays was invented for. Whether we're celebrating Thanksgiving or Christmas, have a happy one. And there we are. That's the end of an Arthur Thanksgiving Thanks a lot for joining us for this commentary. We hope you had fun watching it. Um, I'd I'd say um, maybe in the upper end of the specials. Not the best, but not the worst. Yeah, there was no annoying musical segments, but also say what you want about the annoying musical segments. They break up the monotony, and this one was just kind of of boring to me. Yeah, stretching an Arthur episode to an hour is... A lot to ask, in, in, and especially without commercials. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Uh, we will be having a Patreon-exclusive content uh, for New Year, so we will catch up with you in 2022. Lucas, any final, uh, any final holiday thoughts? No, just have a happy holiday, everybody. Stay safe, and we will see you in the new year. For Lucas Mancini, I'm Will Young. Happy holidays. See you in 2022.